Somebody's poison the water hole. <sighs> that was. I guess that's fine. You know, that's. Uh, yeah, it's okay. you're right. Like you didn't really introduce anything different. No. I wasn't shocked. So, the extremist is in the water, but yeah. the tone that Which Daredevil made way more sense. Honestly, it really did. The tone that Daredevil heard was actually the sound that activates it. Yeah, okay, because extremist is mechanical stuff. Right, so it's nanobot. But it's got to be like a thing because everybody's still using their phones to get to it. But the phones doesn't give it to them. The phone just activates what's yes. already there. Got it. Yes, got it. I'm 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 all caught up. Thank you for listening to Comic Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Anthony Silva. Along with me is one of the greatest geeks in the world, Elizabeth Wallace. And guys, mm-hmm. this spring, yes. coming to you, the comic event to end all comic events. Drumroll, please. Multiple universes clashing upon one of, one of, one of each other. Uh, various uh, versions of your favorite characters colliding into each other in a all-out battle royale. Which one are we talking about? Yeah, I don't know, man, because it could be one of the big two. Literally, you know? this is essentially the plot to both of DC and Marvel's big springtime events. Somebody's reacting to somebody else. I'm sure they would argue as to who came up with the idea first, but not only that, it's not just that, you know, worlds are colliding and multiple characters and it's going to be this huge event where things collide, And but it's also like they're also named after events that they kind of did earlier. I mean... Well, Secret Wars uh, is clearly of the yeah. Secret Wars. Yeah. And Convergence is just on the anniversary yeah. of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. But it's really kind of the same thing. I mean, all the different multi-universes yeah. coming together, and now we're going to... Both of them are going to pare things down, aren't they? I mean, by the time the dust settles, we're going to have less universes to deal with? Um, Marvel is being way more upfront yeah. about the fact that when this is done, the Marvel landscape will be changed forever. Right. And they are saying the Ultimate Universe is over. Well, they're saying all the universes are over. The, True. I listened to a press conference in New York with Editor-in-Chief. Axel Alonso. Thank you. And also uh, President? What the hell? Uh, Vice President um, something or other. Tom Brevard. Yes, yes. That's exactly He's got a tough last name. Yeah, he does. Tom I listened to, yeah, I listened to the press conference, and uh, uh, they were real upfront about the fact they're like, "Yep, you're going to be pissed off. You're going to be very angry, and we're yeah, going to get rid of gonna, stuff." And we're shutting things down. Things are going to be different. So let's let's just try for a second to see if I can sum up what's going on because I think you have a much better handle on it than I do. So I, I need don't you know about that, but we're going to try. I need you to tell me what I've got wrong about okay. this. So okay. first of all, multiple. Marvel universes. You've got the regular, the 616. The 616, which is the, the OG universe. Yes. And then we've got Ultimate Universe. Yes. Which always confused me when I first started getting back into reading graphic novels. Because I'm like, why is everybody so much younger? And who is this person? And I, I recognize this character, but their the story is different and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's the ultimate. Yes. But then you also have worlds like the Marvel Zombie Universe. Yes. So we've got all of these different worlds. There was an event that happened someplace in the multiverse. And what's happening is that two universes will come together, and they will always come together at Earth, every time. Mm-hmm. And when those two universes come together, somebody needs to do something. Because if nobody does anything, then the entire universes will collide and cancel each other out, and the multiverse will be down to whole universes. But 
if the universes come together at Earth and they do something and there's a battle, if one Earth is destroyed, then everything will pass through each other and everything will be fine. The universes will go on exactly as they were, mm-hmm. but one universe will be minus an entire Earth. Is, am I understanding it correctly? I actually think you, you're pretty much you're pretty much on it. Okay. Uh, from the <laughs> one, uh, I think it was a New Avengers book that yeah. I bought a few few months back, which I hear is where a lot of this is going on. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, if you've been reading uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers, yes, then you've been on the road to Secret Wars since. Apparently, this has been started since the the, the launch of the all new Marvel Universe. Right. Actually. I think it might have even been since the Marvel Now. Like, it's been before all yeah. new Marvel yeah, Now. Yeah, yeah, I'm so, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. You're right, you're right. All Marvel Now. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, apparently, I guess the universes are in shift or in some kind of revolution. They they yeah. change. Uh, they, they spin around. And um, there's there are points where two, two universes will collide if you don't... Destroy one, you have or to, one destroy has to get destroyed. Yeah. yeah, like the the one book I picked up was where Namor enlists a bunch of bad guys mm. to make like the Dark Illuminati because the our Illuminati couldn't decide our universe or theirs. Right, because Black Panther was <clears throat> apparently instrumental. I had thought that it was either. Reed Richards or mm-hmm. Doctor Strange who had started, but according to the press conference I listened to, Black Panther had restarted the Illuminati specifically yeah. to do this, specifically to fix it, and they haven't been able to fix it, and their backs are against the wall at this point. Yeah, so they essentially can't. They, they can't make the heroic decision, sacrifice our Earth mm-hmm. or destroy another Earth. Right. So Namor's been cruising around with a bunch of other baddies, and they've been tearing up other worlds. Yeah. And in the book I read, he kind of saw like, oh shit, like I really. Unleash these motherfuckers, and they are—they're enjoying this. That's, they should that's the be key. enjoying this. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough that it has to happen at all, but they're taking a little too much glee about yeah. it. So, like yeah, like they're—they're ruining um, Avengers from other universes mm-hmm. and X Men of other universes, and yeah. they're reveling in it. Yeah. Um, but all of this is for the sake of our Marvel Six One Six, right? Uh, so. I mean, history will paint it however it goes, whether they're necessary heroes or if they're monsters. But that's why I had heard that it's not necessarily going to be like the Ultimates universe getting destroyed, because there is going to be a collision, and it's going to happen in the very first book of Secret Wars, and something will get destroyed, so we don't know what's going to happen, but what's going to be left over after this collision is Battleworld. Yes. So Battleworld is really a combination of all the different universes. We've got Age of Apocalypse. We've got whatever went on with Axis. We've got uh, the other universe that they've run into in All New X-Men, which I actually thought was a good issue this week. That's the ultimate universe. That is the ultimate universe. Yes, that's the ultimate universe. Okay. So we'll have the ultimate, the 616, um, the Old Man Logan, the Marvel Zombies, the uh, the House of M, like all of the big uh, events that have kind of, or just smaller stories, that have clearly occurred on a different on a different world like just an alternate alternate dimension yeah, yeah all of these worlds are at least the ones that we're talking about right now because if you saw the image that's been floating around for a little bit um i brought it back up uh in the the article i released last week battle world is way bigger than these like 12 worlds that they that they mentioned and yeah. they said there are more and in fact even by the time that this podcast goes up 
there may be more news because after that um, press release, for the two weeks to follow, they're supposed to continually keep bringing yeah. new stuff. But that's the thing that confused me a little bit. <laughs> One of the things that confused me, there's a lot of it I still haven't gotten a handle on, but they were listing like all these different countries and kind of pegging them with various like, this is Age of Apocalypse, and this is yeah. Axis, and this is AVX, and this is Civil War. I thought AVX and Civil War really happened in the Marvel 616. And it did, okay. which is kind of confusing. Yeah. So I have to assume, to to wrap my little brain around it, I'm like, okay, then these are where things went differently. Because in those oh. ads yeah. that they've shown us um, back like December, November, yeah. where it was... Planet of the Hulks, but it looked different. Yeah. It, things things didn't quite match up. I, I'm thinking these Age of Ultron, well, that was a clearly a different universe, but Civil War and all yeah. these, I think what we will see in Secret Wars is a variant of what happened in our world. Okay. Which would have made a split universe. Ah. And now that is what we're going to deal with. Okay. First of all, I looked it up because we had been talking about how long have they kept Xavier dead for. Do you realize AVX wrapped up in October of 2012? Oh, three years? He's been dead a long time. Yeah. So maybe like, for example, which we can't say that that's exactly what they're going to do. At the end of AVX, Xavier lives. And so there's a split like right there. That would create a completely different timeline. So either that or... Maybe Scott and Emma and all those guys never got the Phoenix Force. Or? I think I think I saw in an ad in one of them Magneto had the Phoenix Force. Didn't he get the Phoenix Force for a little bit? Because he's he did. Yeah, he is fucked up. Okay, then maybe he was the final one with the Phoenix Force. Yeah, because he was part of the team that all got it, wasn't he? Didn't yeah, he, he was part of Him, like Colossus, Magic. Yes, all their yes. powers got have been fucked up. Except since Magic then. seemed to have recovered better than anybody. Like, else. She's so. doing pretty good. She's yeah. doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, Colossus apparently is okay again too. I remember I he guess. was messed up for a little bit. I was reading he was kind of like partially metal. What was the the X Men book that I read? Nobody trusts him anymore. I mean, Storm was being an absolute bitch to him. To yeah, be that was Amazing X Men uh, okay. from last week, and that's like part of our regular timeline yeah, universe. That's, that's- she uh, was really. I mean, I don't know exactly. Yeah, what the fuck happened to Storm? Yeah. She's mean to Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's no good. Spider-Man. That's not right. That's not acceptable. Storm, what the Damn hell? Damn it, Ro. Jeez. The that's fuck? not good. You yeah. can't be mad to, at Spider-Man. No. He's Spider-Man. Everybody loves Spider-Man, except uh, when they're irritated by him because he won't stop quipping. But that's Those are bad guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you don't like Spider-Man, you're a bad guy. You can get a little irritated with him at his constant wit, but you, yeah. know, you can't hate him. Um, that's yeah, actually, I don't know, I don't know yeah. what's going on. But I guess because he was cruising around with um, Cable in uh, the X-Force book. Oh, really? And Cable, I, I, didn't, I didn't read it, but what I understand from the Cable book was that Cable got a vision of the, of the future All right. that was so awful that he had to commit terrible things to stop it, which oh. has kind of been a Cable MO. Like, yeah. Cable's, you know, gift of, of knowledge of the future has given him the the moral okay to do whatever he's got to do. I guess, yeah. He's, he's sort of been run through always, the ringer there, you yeah. know? I mean, God, what timeline does he belong to anymore? No one knows. I, I would assume his is gone at this point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, exists outside of time. Yeah. You know what? And they took away, in at the beginning of AVX, like just at the dawn of it, they took away the technovirus that gave him like the metal arm yeah, and, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Only for it to be replaced with an exo metal arm and an eye patch, because I guess hell? that eye shriveled up and no good. Uh, I guess that's fine. Yeah, like, you know? the, then, then really, what 
What is different about you? We had still to got a metal arm. We had to change him without actually changing yeah. him, you understand. You know, we don't want to make But apparently they're not worried about that. You know, they say that every single story that's going to come out of Secret Wars, it's not going to be one of those events that when it gets to the end of it, you're like, "Oh, good. We're all back to normal and everything." Yeah. Like, this is it. And mm-hmm. it almost feels like kind of with Crisis on Infinite Earths, like they're almost, it almost seems like they're trying to simplify the multiverse. They're, yeah. they're going to say, we've got too much stuff going on, there's too many alternate timelines, we're going to combine them, and, but not necessarily, it's not going to be a one to one ratio because they said, you know, if you ever wanted to know what would happen if Gwen Stacy was alive, you know, you yeah. might find this out, or if you wanted to find out what would happen if there were actually 12 Gwen Stacys running yeah. around. So we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and in that kind of similar vein, Convergence is much the same. Apparently, uh, the, the, the Brainiac yeah. has been apparently collecting, I think it's Brainiac and somebody else, but they've been, he's been collecting cities uh, throughout different time streams. Okay. And these different cities are going to kind of be neighbors uh, to each other and they will interact, much like this whole battle world that we're going to see in Secret Wars. Right. So uh, the biggest thing that's really coming out of Convergence is that we're going to absolutely see pre-New 52 roster of DC heroes. Right. And assumably villains. So that's... It almost felt like, like I said, Marvel's trying to simplify the timeline, but DC's trying to say... I mean, it feels like it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like they're saying, okay, so maybe not everybody's so happy with the new 52. Maybe we'll just, we won't go back to it completely, but we'll give you a little taste of it, and maybe we'll cheat a little bit and bring some of the elements that you liked back. That's what it feels like. It's an opportunity for DC to try and make some changes that might appease the older DC fans. Right. Um, I don't think we're going to get underwear on the outside again. I think that's fine. That's one of the changes that I approved of, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe characters uh, that we don't have. Like, maybe we'll see Ted Cord, the original okay. Blue Beetle come back. That would be nice. Maybe we'll see, like, some things like that. Maybe Superman will get back with Lois Lane? Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe Ma and Pa Kent will be alive. Oh, that'd be nice. Um, with Marvel, very much the same. It's like, okay, now you can kind of pick the best of the Ultimate Universe that everyone likes, mm-hmm. and... Bring that into regular continuity. Right. Because ever since Ultimatum, I feel they really fucked up the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It has been awfully confusing. Yeah. And like it just got really dark and kind of unpleasant. Spider-Man remains to be a, a fun book, but Ultimates and Fantastic Four just kept getting worse and worse. Which is, yeah, I'm. that's why I'm kind of got this perspective that I've got. I guess I started reading the comics again, probably right before I started this podcast. And that was just grabbing random graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And so 2012, and I'd been out of it for 10 years. So a lot of the stuff that kind of made Marvel a little darker happened before I got back in. So I'm used to it. I'm just like, yeah. no, this is the Marvel universe that I that I really know. I mean, yeah. before that, I had like 90s era Marvel, which everybody knows is going to be different. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, comics in general have kind of gotten darker and seriouser. The, the, the trend of storytelling is... To really push hard on the on the pathos, right, and really get people to turn in their seats one way or another, either with sadness or with revulsion, um, like they just want to 
shock you into reaction. Which seems like a trend all across the board. I mean, look at the shows that are most popular right now. Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. These are shows that make True. you want to slit your True. wrist from time to yeah, time. And, so, and, yeah, yeah I mean, you're, you're right. It's not, it doesn't seem necessarily to be a comic book exclusive trend. I wonder why that is, though. We talked about this before, about how humor is trending towards being mean. Yeah. And storytelling is trending towards being dark. But you had said with Squirrel Girl, that might yeah. be a sign of things to come with a more optimistic kind of bouncing. I don't mind the dark, though. I know Andrew Neither talks a lot of times about how he hated Eleven so much because Eleven was so dark. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm thinking you're forgetting about some of the ten episodes that were dark. But um, I don't know. I've always liked him. I kind of like that having it, someone reach in and just rip your heart out for a few minutes and, you know, for the sure, next few days all you can think about is, oh my god, that was depressing. It's, it, it's definitely good and it's, like, it's a good exercise of kind of emotional, yeah. um, you know, exercise. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's definitely good and I think, like you said, like with Squirrel Girl um, and some of the other books, the books I keep calling palate cleansers yeah. are these fun books that are so... These beacons of light against the darkness yeah, yeah, that yeah. Uh, that I've really been enjoying, and I hope like that kind of spreads and there's more. It's I have nothing against dark stories. Yeah, it's just nice to not be not that be the only option. <laughs> exactly, you don't yeah. want to be depressed all of the time. Though I think I don't know how much with convergence, but it just for the press conference that I listened to, it just sounds like. We might have our hearts stabbed through a few times with this one, too. They were saying they're going to do some stuff. They're going to get rid of some characters that you love and to just brace yourself for that yeah. right now. But I don't yeah. know. We might get back some characters that we've missed. True. Nice. I think I think the difference between Convergence and um, Secret War is Secret War, I feel, um, to, to make a metaphor, everything's going to get piled into one place. Yes. And then the, the the plate that that's on is going to shrink. Yes. Until it comes to the the exactly where they want it to be, and everything that falls off yeah. is gone. Yeah. That's going to be the end of it. And whatever happens to be on, if a meatball from from one plate rolls onto the other plate, and that plate lives, yeah. that meatball's sticking around. There you go. There you go. And that's what's going to make the new six one six. Right. Um, and everyone, the well, yeah. People. I'll just say people. Sure. People have said that this is gonna this is Marvel's version of a new fifty two of their this is gonna be their flashpoint event and okay. that they're gonna change things. Uh I don't agree for the for the single um kind of information that came out of the press conference. I think it was Tom Berverroot. Mm-hmm. Um he said that Marvel's history is too important. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't need to be fixed. Essentially to paraphrase from here is that this is just the point in the in the Marvel history where things change. Right. Everything before it still happened before it, but after this, assumably everyone will recognize this as a as a as a point, as a right. milestone where things are different. Whereas New Fifty Two, people weren't aware that anything was different before, yeah. and also the new stuff that came out of it had never existed before. We had brand new, you know, motivations for characters, brand new histories for characters. Whereas with Marvel, everything that goes on from this point did exist someplace yes. else before. It's yes. just the other timelines got chopped off and this one kept going. Yeah. So. And if this is Marvel's version of a, of a soft reboot, hmm. then I think that's way better yeah. than cutting it off, yeah. starting you up, and you don't know exactly what is real and what isn't right right because the characters themselves are going to be aware of what happened you yeah know? but We've, we're not yeah and that and that's been like the biggest frustration with the new 52 is we oh, yeah. don't know what 
what old stories inform current stories. Yeah. For kind of an idea of, in the all-new X-Men that we read this week, you know, we've got... The 616, but it's it's even better. It's one of the reasons why I liked it, because it wasn't trying to be deep. It was almost like playing. It's like, let's take the Marvel characters from the past, let's bring them up into the present, and then let's put them over into another universe where they can meet themselves. And I'm like, I like it. It's fun. But I think that's going to be a lot of what we see, that you know these characters are going to react to each other mm-hmm. and maybe make a connection with each other, but not everybody's going to survive. But it's they're going to recognize that they are the same person from different universes yeah. with different pasts, but essentially a lot of the same motivations. Yeah. I love the fact that Bobby Iceman, he's as irritating to himself as he can be to other people. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. That I like that. Um, to make an example, if Wolverine, if we get new Wolverine right. at the end of this, uh, it would be a Wolverine from uh, another dimension. Yeah. Uh, it could even be like an AVX where yeah. almost everything is kind of the same for yeah. him. Yeah. But I think everyone will recognize and they'll know that, okay, this isn't our Wolverine. This is a Wolverine who has a slightly different history, but he's the Wolverine that's here to stay. Right, right. And Um, I I like the fact that it's kind of like what they did over in... Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, where Rewind comes in from another universe, but Rewind recognizes that he, in the universe he is now currently in, died. And all the X-Men characters, when they went over to the Ultimate Universe, like, I didn't know Angel had apparently died over in Ultimates. I I think that's the ultimatum death. Yeah, so... The angel, I mean, he's the the present angel. Well, he's from the past, and he's in the present, and he's over in the other universe. I'm doing, All like, diagrams angel. with my hands, yeah. yes. And he's really upset about this, and I think we're going to see that, that the people who end up surviving are going to have a little survivor's guilt. They're like, yeah. well, I'm here, but myself in however many other universes probably didn't Yeah, I, I think survivor's guilt is something we're definitely going to going to yeah. see in a lot of different characters. I think we're also um, going to see universes that we've never seen before. I can totally see that'd them. That'd be like, kind of neat. Yeah, yeah just, just for like an issue, bringing in a universe from someplace completely different, and it probably isn't going to yeah. survive, but we'll get to see something we've never seen before. I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. You know, I thought um, Axis was really just okay. Original Sin was... I really didn't get it. But this sounds like they're just flipping the table on the entire universe. Yeah. Like, well, that's just, let's see what happens. So, Like, I've really been enjoying um, Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been reading, and I've only been reading the, the Amazing Spider-Man. I'm not picking up peripheral books, which will be the same uh, for Secret Wars for me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to pick up a bunch of other books that I'm not already getting. This is getting expensive enough yeah. as it is. Yeah. Um, but, I'm really liking just seeing, oh, look at all these different possibilities for Spider-Man. Some of them aren't even Peter Parker. Some of them are, um, there's one that's the daughter of a Japanese Peter Parker. She's the new Spider-Man. Spoilers for last week's, um, I guess, uh, spoilers for Amazing Spider-Man if you're not up on the last two issues. On one world, Uncle Ben was Spider-Man. Oh, be darn. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's neat. Um, And if Spider-Verse is any kind of informative book as to how many versions or how many different like little countries we can see in battle world yeah it is literally ginormous yeah. we have so many different spider-man in that book running right. around so that's one thing that i think confuses me the most that i don't get because it's the map and it's all the different countries yeah. on the map okay what is that about? Is every single country a different universe? And they're yeah, all. I got a feeling that's what it is. Okay. That almost. It's funny. It almost makes it seem like they're just. 
preemptively setting up a game. You know, it felt so much like this is a video <laughs> like game. Risk. Yeah, so you can you can pick. You know, for this game, if you want to do this level, you have to pick this country, and this yeah. level you have to pick this country. And so, yeah, I, that's the one thing that's I've been very. I mean, I understand Battle World is the convergence of all these. Huh, to nah. use the completely wrong word, they even had a name for it. What they're calling it in Marvel, and I totally don't remember. Um. Oh shit! Yeah, they just yeah. released that a couple of days ago. They even said War it. or something. No, there no? was a. There was a, a a very nice word that you don't get to hear very often, and I'll remember it later. I'm sure. <laughs> Incursion. That was the word. Every time that, every time that two Earths meet, because like I said, you know, the universes will come together. They will always come together on Earth, and when they come together, it's called an incursion. So I guess each one of these countries is an incursion point um, maybe that's how i see it they look like countries so that's what i'm calling it no and they they're calling them okay, countries good. too I, they're told no, the but some they, they the incursions i guess is the the point where those worlds actually meet up because it's like a it's a physical point and it's kind of specific but then they threw the countries in there and they're calling them countries i'm like i don't this i don't get i'm not quite sure what's going on with that i just that every country is a different, I don't know, are the demarcations like you yeah. pass over from Russia to another country and you go from this universe to the other, there's a line and the everything. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You know, now you're in Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, some of these worlds clearly would make sense that there's going to be conflict. Marvel Zombies, um, Age of Apocalypse, yeah. uh, Age of Ultron. Like They seem very clear. Okay, I get why they're going to fight their neighbors. Yeah. But it seems weird to think like, okay, well, Ultimate Universe and our 616. Mm-hmm. Why would there? Why is there going to be conflict? Yeah. Um, which it hasn't been mentioned or announced yet. But the one thing that's always been there for Secret Wars is the Beyonder. Yeah, and he's kind of the the the, the chess master. He's the one that's putting everybody in places. Is he the reason why the universes are all colliding? We still don't know that, do we? We don't uh, know why. I don't. These, okay. uh, I don't know if there's actually been explained in in Hickman's run on the either Avenger book. Okay. Uh, I don't I, think they said. I think in the press conference they were really specifically vague. Yeah, about it. it's I, like I, something's happened. I get the feeling nobody knows yet. Okay. Um, I'll be disappointed if there's no Beyonder. Kind of <laughs> right. like putting these things together. But you want Elvis Beyonder. Oh, I love me some <laughs> Elvis Beyonder. It's just so bonkers. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's it's awful. I know it's awful. And gun to my head, if I had to draw it for, you know, uh, Secret War, I wouldn't draw that. But you know what? It's it fun to pretend. Yeah. It's fun That'd to pretend. Funny. I mean, if, if every... If, if all these countries uh, were informed, okay, if you don't defeat the country next to you, your entire world will be destroyed. Yeah. Then I guess heroes got to make the hard choice and they got to do what they got to do. Because even if, because we're going to, I know we're going to see some people making, like sacrificing themselves because that's the key. If nobody does every, anything, both universes will be destroyed. Everybody dies. Everyone. But, yeah. but if one earth gets destroyed, the the universe is safe. It just doesn't have that earth. And they may decide well, I'm not sure we're going to win and we need to do something, so maybe we just sacrifice ourselves so our entire rest of our universe will live. And I'm yeah. like, hmm, if you're not on the Earth at the time that it's destroyed, can you live someplace else in the universe? Hmm? Well, I get the feeling that since they're going to be... since I, I, To me, I feel like it's inevitable all universes will eventually yeah. um, collide with each other. If... Like like a bracket, like a like a like a college football bracket. Yeah. Uh, the winner of two will go on, and they'll meet each other. Yeah. So eventually, we're only going to end up with one world. 
Well, we'll only end up with one Earth, but still multiple universes, which is the thing that gets me, because they were real specific about that. Like, the universes come together, they come together at Earth. If nobody does anything, both universes are destroyed. But if one Earth destroys the other, both universes will remain, but there's one less Earth. That's what I got out of the press conference. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I might. You know what? I I watched the press conference through a couple times, and I still have lots of questions. I didn't watch it. I've just read several articles. Yeah, and I didn't really read any articles. I really just watched the press uh, and read your article, of course. Of course I <laughs> yeah, read that guys. article. Damn straight. I, I put a little easy overview but on But wouldn't that be hilarious if like, we ended up with like a bazillion different Guardians of the Galaxy because they're never going to be <laughs> on it, Earth, you know, no matter what happened, as um, long as their universe survives? So, I don't know. Yeah. That seems really weird if they do it that way. It's odd. It's really odd. Yeah. But I could see them like... Maybe there's an Earth out there that decides to sacrifice himself. So I'm sure there probably will be some. Yeah. Like maybe some of these peripheral ones that haven't yeah. been mentioned, they might only be mentioned within the context of the book. Yeah. And they're like, you know what, this place is a shithole. Destroy it. Wow, that would be boy, that would be heart wrenching. Cool. <laughs> a yeah, last like, kind of a last stand. And but what about like like the post apocalyptic worlds? Yeah, you got to figure. Yeah, you know, honestly, maybe the zombie worlds would be the same thing. They're like, you know, this place is really <laughs> overrun by zombies. Maybe we're not the one that survives. Maybe because we and, obviously already haven't. And actually, the Marvel zombies, they're you know they that whole group of characters they've traveled different universes yeah. too. Yeah, um, they. I believe they ate Galactus. Wow. Yeah, uh, they, they, they got the power cosmic. Yeah. And I think that's what gave them the ability to jump universes. Okay. And they, uh, I think Marvel Marvel Zombies, uh, like, two and three, or three and four, or yeah. maybe two and on, yeah. um, have been them going through other universes and fighting um, that universe's heroes. I swear, it's one of the few Marvel books that I have never read a single issue of. And I think it's because when it first got started, for a while there, I was saying, you know, oh, I'm so tired of the zombies, and it's zombies this and zombies. And then I proceeded to start watching The Walking Dead. Yeah. So I have a much better view of zombies. The than I did first before. one, at least. And I've only read, I believe, the first one. The first one's written by Robert Kirkman. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I have it. If it's on the shelf, I'll let you borrow it. Uh, it, is it, it is good. Is it true that Alex Ross is doing all the covers for Secret Wars? He's doing a cover at least. I know he's doing, he's got the Thor cover for Mm -hmm. issue two, Mm -hmm. which has like all of the Thors ever and then some. Um, It'd be nice to have another cover from him every book. Uh, I do know he also does a lot of work for other people. And I, with his style, uh, you have to assume that he just can't crank out a a ton of work. No, it's it's done so well, that kind of painted style. Um, To flip it though, back to Convergence, I think Convergence will be all of these different universes bundling up together. Mm-hmm. And then I think the resolution at the end of that is everyone's going to go back. So oh. I think there, there will be crossover. Yeah. Um, but because of the how they've set it up, oh, you know, these are cities collected through the time stream. I assume they have to go back to their time stream. Okay, so they're not going to pick and choose what they liked from pre 52 and keep that? I think they might. Okay. But I think, okay, if we like, um, we'll, we'll take the Ted Cord example. Oh, uh, Marvel or, or DC says, you know what? It'd be great if we can get Ted Cord. Let's take Ted Cord from a pre New 52. Right. Bring him to the New 52 world. Right. And at the end of this story, when all the universes go back to where they should be, yeah. we still get to keep Ted Cord. I think that sounds, yeah, that sounds really likely that this is, that's, that's why DC is doing this. They're yeah. like, all right, we're going to give you, we're going to throw you a bone. We're going to give you a few of the things do, you've do been missing. Things, yeah. Some things. Um, another theory is that um, 
and I think I read this in the, in the Newsarama article, that uh, one theory is, oh, well, maybe DC will use this to launch a ultimate version of itself that is the pre-Flashpoint, pre-New 52 uh-huh. world. Not that that's going to make anything any less confusing, but yeah. I don't know. That'd be the best of both worlds. There are some people out there, we forget, there are some people out there who really like the New 52 yeah, world, and, and there's nothing wrong with and that. And there's things that I do like in it as well, yeah. but for me personally, nothing the New 52 has done uh, has impressed me that's like, oh, well, this is this could only happen in the New 52. Right. Right. Everything that I've enjoyed could have happened in the old universe right. too. Exactly. I don't know. Like the, it, it seems convergence seems, and it's also all right. Let me let me bring this up. Convergence is also happening while DC moves from New York to Burbank. Oh, so interesting. While the offices move, this is what's going on. Which in my head means like, oh, okay. So this doesn't need your full attention. This oh, is wow. somehow running on some kind of partial autopilot. Is now, are the offices moving right now? Have they already moved? Well, I assume like the offices are built. Like, it, Well, this starts in April. There's a couple months off. So I'm sure the, the offices will be, will be built and everything will kind of be there. Anyone who has an office in the D.C. Uh, building in, in uh, New York will essentially make their final move. Like, this is the official changing of D.C. to Burbank. What exactly? Because the... All right. The press conference that I listened to... I apologize. When did that come out? That Marvel press conference in uh, New York? Uh, um, two Wednesday? Okay, so real recent. Yeah. Okay. The way they were talking... The first few Secret Wars books mm-hmm. are already written, already drawn, and everything. And this yeah. is not happening for a while. So there's like what a four month lead time with books. Well, there's there's three months just from the previews. Okay. So right now, all the books three months ahead yeah. are are either done yeah. or they're good enough you can call done because okay. they have to ship in like two months. Right. Cause, so that would almost mean, Three I mean, months, if, I guess. if the so. move to Burbank is going on right now, I'm wondering if the Convergent books are already written. So maybe they have spent all their time on it and whatever comes after Convergence will take less of their time and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. And they, the artists and writers don't really all go to the DC office to work. A lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, most artists and writers work from home at this point. Right. The editing crew... Uh, I, th- I believe are in the office. Um, clearly, like administration mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that's where Dio's base is. Right. Uh, Jim Lee's base is still out here, but it it does seem weird, and it gives me just kind of the feeling like okay, something about this just doesn't seem to hold uh, weight to you. Yeah. DC. I'm I'm wondering if it's just my cynicism that. You know, for like the past year, I've been Marvel, 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 and all things, and I love everything. And even when it slightly disappoints me, I still think it's better than DC. So maybe I'm thinking, DC, you're not putting your full attention into this, just because I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. I am cautiously optimistic about both. More so oh, about sure. more so about Marvel than sure, Convergence, sure. just because I like Marvel better. But um, you know. There is supposed to also be uh, an editorial shakeup at DC, oh, wow. which I think is probably the best thing they could ever do. Probably. Because uh, even when I listen to... Um, writers uh, or uh, interviews or podcasts with comic book writers and artists right. I there's always at some point where they mention how it is to work at Marvel and how it is to work with DC and the big difference is always the editorial staff yeah. 
Marvel's way more laid back, and DC will editorials will come back and say like, oh. We need you to change like this and this. What, the whole uh, Batwoman debacle, where yeah, they were like, like that, "Hey, this yeah. storyline you've been building up to." Every time, it, yeah. every time someone gets mad at DC, it's always mad at the editorial staff. Yeah. So I think maybe shaking up the editorial uh, over at DC is definitely a good idea because I feel like that's if there's anything that's really hurting me from even trying out more DC books. I feel it's going to come down to the direction of the book, which right. editorial has control over the direction. Right. And I, I mean, I know you definitely need to have control over the direction. I mean, sure. <laughs> speaking from the point you of view of someone kind of driving the, the, the boat. Speaking from the point of view of a, as an artist, I know we tend to get all caught up in our own ideas and someone tells us to do something differently. And I'm, I've said it before. I'm like, ah, oh, you're crushing my dream. But, yeah. you know, sometimes that you need to be like, it's got to sell the books. Okay. You got to yeah. nudge you off into this. That's fine. But it does sound like maybe they're a little heavy handed. They're a little too, too, too tight fisted. Maybe a bit. Um, if there's anything. Uh, let's let's start with uh, convergence. If there's anything possible to change, uh, and that's as far as the storyline goes, uh-huh. is there anything in in convergence that you'd like to see come out of that either would be a book like okay, I'm totally in on that book, yeah. or you would just like make you more inclined to try out more DC books? That's that's such a good question because I'm almost thinking. I I don't have enough experience with DC books lately to say what I want. To even yeah. answer it? Because the, the, the stories themselves have not been what's keeping me away from DC, honestly. I mean, I know that there's like storylines that get cut off and directions they haven't gone in. It's just the basic writing and the basic artwork for me is not always there. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the DC books, when I flip through them, I see a lot of these like kind of the modeling themselves after the Jim Lee style and everybody kind of looks the same. Yeah, there's and, definitely a, a house style, right? Kind and of and everybody kind of looks the same to me. And I just, I don't know, the writing just doesn't grab me. The stories don't grab me. I'm, I'm just hoping for a big shakeup, and it'll almost be kind of a good jumping on point because you're like, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? All this stuff is going to happen, and it's going to be confusing. But it's going to be confusing for everybody, yeah. so you might as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a chance to really give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, oh, two things that you remind me real quick. Yeah. Uh, one, through the time of convergence, all of our normal books will be convergence books. Okay. Um, Detective Comics, um, Scott Snyder's Batman, just like back in um, Age of Apocalypse, yeah. those books will be convergence books Got it. Got for, it. for this time. Um, also, the convergence storylines um, will not be picking up from where they left off what last we saw them, yeah. but sometime in the future and they are supposed to kind of fill in gaps for storylines that got kind of left out okay. in the breeze okay that's that all sounds yeah. very smart yeah you know? sure i mean yeah. it's now now's the time yeah okay so then for marvel yeah is there anything uh that you'd like to see because literally anything can be different now yeah. anything can change is there anything in marvel that you'd like to see I, I, come back I, or or go away I'm about ready for Professor X to come back. Really? That'd be kind of nice. Yeah. I've kind of missed him a bit, you know, and so many storylines seem to be focusing on this angst with him being dead. I would Mm -hmm. like Scott Cyclops to just shut the hell up for once, you know, (laughs) stop feeling angsty and everything. It's fine. Professor X is back. Because part of the reason why Scott is so angsty is because everyone hates him, and that's going to make everybody kind of angsty. So, you know, that'll be... Yeah, but I mean, just because Xavier comes back, you think that would make things okay again? Uh, A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a little bit, and also, 
Also, I would like the people whose powers are messed up to get back on track. I would like to see Emma Frost get back to where she was before. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why, because she was never a character that I'd liked all that much years ago. But lately, I'm, there's, she's a bitch, but she's very, you know, in her own way, she's very she's honest. She's honest about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, even when she's lying to your face, she's doing it because she's upfront about the fact that she wants to do what's ever best for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see that all get sorted out. Other than that. It's the same reason why I can't think of any changes for Marvel that I can't think of any changes for DC except the opposite. I really like everything that Marvel's been doing. I really like the art. I really like mm-hmm. the stories. So there's nothing particularly that I'm just desperate for them to change. Though I'm, I don't know. I think it's weird. Wolverine hasn't been dead that long, and I feel like this is going to be their <laughs> opportunity to bring him back. I'm like, I feel like it's way too soon. It is. It is. Possible. I think it's. I think it's probably going. to... I mean, what better chance are you going to have to bring Wolverine back? Yeah, you know? but it, but it won't be. It won't be our Wolverine. No, it won't. And that'll. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Like, do you think if they bring him back, that at some point in the future they'll bring back the six one six Wolverine? I mean, it's completely possible. Any yeah. any character we may pick up yeah. at the end of this, yeah. their six one six counterpart could come back to life for whatever reason, yeah. as they do, or they could stay around. I mean, like they said, we could have twelve Gwen Stacy's running around, sure. so we can't yeah. assume that just because the Ultimates universe person survived we could have the zombie universe survive yeah like it seems pretty clear um miles morales probably going to be here at the end of this yeah he's, I would hope he's so. been the, the the best thing about the ultimate universe for a while now um and peter parker is back and everyone's loving that mm-hmm. so at the end of this do we have two spider-men like very that, well could that feels weird granted they're different people yeah but it seems peculiar that we'll have both of them. I, it could very well happen. And also, I do think you're right that Miles Morales and Peter Parker are some of the most popular characters in the Marvel Universe, but I am a little nervous about the fact that in the press conference they said, we are going to kill some characters that you love, and you're going to be very angry with us. And I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Who are yeah, you going to kill? Yeah, like, people love Dazzler, but if she died, I feel like we're going to be okay. No, that's why I'm worried. I'm just like, if she died, I'd be a little sad. But, you know, yeah. they're going to... They're going to kill Roke. You know? Can you imagine if they yeah, did that? That'd, be, that'd definitely be a bigger impact. Wow. Yeah. Um, I also don't think any of the major changes that they've recently made. Uh, Lady Thor, um, Falcon is Cap. Um, oh, shit. What's the... Th- oh, uh, uh, da, 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 Dick uh, Iron Man. Yes. I don't think these things are going to change. No. Um, Gwen Stacy's getting her own book. Yep. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, talk about that on the Facebook. Though this, I, I did like uh, Joshua Keezer's comment on the Facebook today. You were like, well, they're not going to get rid of Gwen because she just got her new, but they're going to bring a new character in just to get rid of her. And Josh was like, not like they haven't done that before. True, like, eh, true. Point. But it, it, it does seem kind of crazy to put the money into hiring a writer yeah. and a whole artist and staff yeah. to make a book that's only going to go for three issues. Yeah. When you plan, when you never plan on it staking, and, and sticking book, around, and the book doesn't feel like the artist and the writer have been phoning it in. It feels like they are doing a good job. So I don't think they think that everything so far looks her, yeah. looks good. And yeah. the people really reacted to Spider Gwen. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got I get a strong feeling she'll she'll survive this. Yeah. Just because they're saying they're going to shake things up and kill people doesn't mean they don't still want to make money. So I yeah, don't there's think plenty of peripheral characters yeah. we can kill. Oh, yeah. And yeah. probably will. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, apparently Free Comic Book Day for Marvel is uh, going to be the issue zero for yeah. Secret Wars. So well, that's kind of cool. And, and that will kind of be our first taste of, of what's to come. And then I guess the graphic novel that's been released, the collection, what is it, Time Running Out or something? Apparently a lot of the build-up towards Secret yeah, Wars wanna, in that If you want to catch up, yeah. if you want to kind of... Get everything that's been leading up. 
again, Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers and New Avengers, he's leading this entire thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's been a few years, but this has been something that's been off. And honestly, both Chris and Bo at the Villainous Lair, I've talked to them both, they called this. This this exact situation yeah. where this was going to be, they, they called it um, Marvel's re- soft reboot, yeah. where they're going to get the opportunity to do things like this. They called this back in like... November, yeah. I feel yeah. like they, they this exact kind of scenario. I can see it, can and it's because it. they've been reading the event, those two Avengers books. Yeah. The, the yeah. writing apparently has been on the wall. Cool, but yeah. uh, so those things are happening, and we'll you know we'll definitely update as as they go on. But for some books that we've been reading, yeah. uh, what's happening in the now? Rocket Raccoon number seven um, is just. More, more fun on, it on this It was so gorgeous. I mean, I was telling somebody last night about reading this book and talking about this beautiful, like, painted look to the pages and these expressions and this care with, like, color and everything. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Is this the cover or is this the in-book art? And it was like, it's the in-book art. Yeah. Every single page is gorgeous. Like, I, I really do, love it. I do love this cover. Um, and Oh, yeah, the cover is very simple. Yes, yeah, and Rocket hasn't been added to my to my regular list and i feel like it should i've re- i've enjoyed every book yeah i've read yeah. but just for some reason i just haven't decided like okay this will be there every week yeah but like the cover alone um which is scotty young and just has just simple two colors rocket in the snow in a blizzard and all these kind of splotches and whatnot it looks it it's really it's really great hey as an artist i appreciate white space yes. and this book has a lot of white space on the cover yes. so that's nice um all the Who's the uh, interior art? All the interior art is by um, uh, Andrade. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Andrade. And and let me take a look at it. Andrade. Andrade. That's what I'm gonna assume. Andrade. Yeah. I guess. Um, again, kind of doing a, a similar style to. Um, I'm opening the book. Sorry. <laughs> I want to look at this beautiful art while we're talking about it. <laughs> kind of something similar to Scotty Young's uh, work. Philippe, um, Philippe Andrade, in case you're looking it up. And the colors, Jean-Francois Berlioz, so probably French, but, you know, beautiful job on the colors, yeah. really beautiful. Uh, again, like, just like uh, Scotty, Scotty Young's typical work, everything is really expressive and cartoonish, but this book is kind of, um, I don't want to say anything, but... But the story is also very, very sweet. Rocket and Groot, um, by happenstance, have crashed onto this Hoth-like planet. Yes. Uh, and and they're stuck there. They run across um, some crazy wolf-looking look- monsters, and they see the they, they get saved by uh, one of the planet's natives. When Groot's Groot becomes sick, and Rocket has this real sweet moment. Like Rocket yeah. is always so confident. About kind of just throwing Groot into trouble because from a sprig a new Groot uh, will grow. He even that- does that at one point when they were just like, oh yeah, he's he's dying, he's not going to come back. And he's like, whatever. And he breaks off a piece of Groot. He's like, yeah. well, you know the drill, buddy. We'll have you in soil and you grow. And the piece that he broke off just, just dissolves into yeah. his hand. He's like, whoa. And I feel like everything was fun. Um, funny banter and stuff like that. But once I got to that point in the book, I'm like... All right, this is what's locked me in for the next issue already. Uh, the art is great. I love it. The, the The writing is really good. But that's the moment I decided, okay, I'm in. And I should just admit to myself, I just need to put this on my weekly pull right, list. Right. 
There's uh, just not enough money. Yeah, <laughs> you have always, to make a lot of careful choices. Yeah. But what I loved, so, so Catherine and I send stick people drawings back and forth to each other. And we're always experimenting on how much expression can you get out of the fewest possible lines. Like yeah. what makes the difference between someone looking pissed off or confused or frightened or whatever. It's all and in the eyebrows. I, actually, in this one, it was in the mouth. It's when the one of the planet's natives walks up behind me and you know tells him you know knows something's wrong and he's looking kind of straightforward and is this is tiny little line for the mouth and he is totally like well you know it's it's almost no lines at all in his face but with so much expression and i know that when Catherine reads this and she will she'll she'll see that and she'll be like that's like one of our sick person drawings i know what they were trying to do so but the oh it's just really it's i'm just so impressed it's it's really great and and the fact that they're on this kind of snowy planet um, there's a lot of atmosphere through the art, a lot of snow, uh, winds, um, blizzard-like, um, effects, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, poor mm. describing. Uh, it's, it really adds a lot of depth to all the art. And once you get inside of these, like, ass, uh, fuck, <laughs> ice, once you get through these ice, uh, caves, there's a lot of detail going yes. on in, in the background. Yeah. And the good characters' faces, I mean, these aliens from this planet are very well done and yeah. uh, very cool costumes and, and they're very imposing. And it's and also the way Rocket talks with like the made up swear words every other yeah, sentence that's and always, everything, that's, that's fun. It doesn't yeah. feel uh it doesn't feel unnatural. Right. Right. It, it definitely feels like, okay, these are they're not and they're not even um they're not conversions yeah. or like like frack is so clearly kind of a replacement for fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're like they're just completely made up and they yes. work well with his dialogue. Yes. Um and it's it's fun. Do you hear Bradley Cooper's voice when you read it? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I think a little bit, especially because he's he's always just so angry when he's talking. You see teeth everywhere yeah. and whatever and that that goes well with the Bradley Cooper thing, but yeah. yeah. I think at this point after watching Guardians a couple times, yeah. like that's that's the voice that's that's in my head. Which works very well. It really does. Granted, he he hasn't had like an iconic portrayal on in any kind of animation form, but It's true too. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time that he got one though. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I was just I was impressed with this one right down to the ground. Uh so time really only for um enough for one more book. Batman and Robin, uh, 38 came out, uh, last week we were just talking about it, mm-hmm. uh, about 37, the return of Robin, Damian Wayne, and specifically we were talking about, hey, that last page, is Robin flying? Yeah, and I said, put my, you know, feet to the fire, and I will say, no, he's not flying, he's yeah. just jumping. And and I and I agreed, I felt like, okay, if I had to go one way or the other, I agreed. I said, like, eh. The pose, everything, what makes sense to me, I kind of feel like he's just in between tethers. Yes. He's kind of mid-flying in the air, you know, but not in that, like, Superman flying. Yeah. The between bat cables. And then we read this issue. 36, 38, uh, Robin flies. He's flying. I was, And I said that if I found that out, I would say that I was wrong, and I was wrong, because yeah. I didn't think they'd do that. I didn't think I it's, knew he had superpowers, it's but I'm like, yeah, we, you know, invulnerability is fine. I mean, maybe a little bit of super speed going on, but you added in the flying, and I'm like, well, now he's on Superman's yeah. level. Super strength, invulnerability, yeah. and flight. And you know what? I kind of felt like in this issue, like Bruce's attitude was the same as ours. He's like, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you have these superpowers, but you can fly, and that's annoying. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I feel what's what's really kind of uh, shining in this book. One is Bruce's super um, 
concern and protective nature over Damien, yeah. which has kind of always been there. But I feel like the, the 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 loss of Damien and now the return has really affected Bruce in the way that he's his his grip is even tighter. Yes, on him yeah. and. Despite the fact that he has powers and he is stronger than he ever was before, Bruce knows the what the loss of Damien feels like. Right. And Bruce is subconsciously, at least, afraid to do that again. So he's holding him back. Right. I also wondered if a little bit of it, though, was that Bruce has been around for a long time and he's done a lot of things and he understands the power of regret and you've got Damien, you know, and it's totally, to borrow from over the Marvel side, great power, great responsibility. So I don't think that he necessarily thinks that Damien is mature enough to handle all these powers, yes, that Damien could go way overboard. With I think that what is what would be going through Bruce's conscious mind. Exactly, right. No, yeah. the, the fear of loss has definitely got to be like the deeper motivator. Yeah, but yeah. but I think he's, because already we see in this one issue that Damien just goes completely, you know, hey, let the bad yeah. guys shoot me up and now, and, and Bruce is like, whoa. So, <laughs> just, so whoa. casually, just like, I'll be a human shield. Yeah. No, totally. And you're right, though. That would make sense. That it's like it's overboard and you're, you know, putting other people in danger, possibly, and you have a chance of property damage or whatever. But in his mind, he's like, are you absolutely certain that you're not going to die if somebody's shooting at you? You know, that has to be going through his head. But it's fun how I didn't realize until now that the cover of this issue was really playing off of that. He's ripping his shirt open in the yeah. classic Superman pose with the tie flying off and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So they're really it's playing very, off. Yeah, yeah, it's a very um, Superman obvious uh, kind of cover. Yeah. But it does also just show this cockiness yeah. that has always been with Damian Wayne. He's always been a little uh, insubordinate. Um, but how relaxed he is, or seemingly is, yeah. with these with these powers. And the powers themselves don't seem to uh, affect Damien, but he's clearly dealing with something in his own death. Post-traumatic stress. Yes. There's yeah. nothing like some, some PTSD going on. And we see it um, very quickly into the book. He's having nightmares, mm-hmm. um, these monstrous versions of Talia and Roz, um, so much so that he just bolts. Yeah. He has to. He has to kind of get out uh and he flies to his old home where uh, you know he was born raised and trained as an assassin yeah the uh, island we don't know what the name of the island is it's I mean, yeah, i'm sure island. it has a name i yeah. i just don't i just don't know it yeah. uh and there like he's kind of i feel that's where he's searching for answers he's searching for some kind of self uh i feel like Damien has never been completely comfortable in Wayne Manor. Right. I feel he's... Wait a minute. All right. More DC confusion. Wayne Manor should be the new Arkham right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because that's what's going on over with Batman Eternal. Oh, well, then I didn't know that. Yeah. And, like, Batman Scott Snyder isn't dealing with any of this Damien nonsense, so, all right. Once again, well, Convergence will iron out maybe a few of (laughs) these things, maybe, or maybe it'll make it even more confusing, so. Uh, Yeah, but did he go to the island specifically to go down to Atlantis? I think, I don't think that was his plan. Okay. I think he went there looking for some kind of, again, um, answers or truth or something he can kind of get get some footing on. Right. There's nothing there to wreck. Uh, he then goes, swims down to Atlantis, 
and has this real kind of fun back and forth with Aquaman. Who seemed very pleasant to him, I thought. You know, yeah, just very, very not like not like, you know, all happy and joyful yeah. and everything, but like, hey, it's nice to see him. What's yeah. up? You know? Like cool. he was yeah. clearly informed already. Okay. Yeah, so right, yeah. I guess the rest of the Justice League knows Damien is back. I would hope that Batman would send out a memo, you know, <laughs> let's just say something. He's back, he has powers, just so that you know. FYI. Yeah. And it's not addressed to anyone. It's just on some kind of, like, JLA forum. Oh, you don't think he just put it up on the bat signal? <laughs> Damien's back! <laughs> he puts a sticky note on the fridge in the in the watchtower um, common room. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. fine. He tells, he tells Flash, and then Flash will tell everybody. So. But, yeah, so he goes down because of these rejected clones of, of Damien. Uh, when Talia was... Cloning Damien and thusly made the the killer of Damien. Yeah, um, there were all these rejected versions of him, and I can't really make the connection because I just I just haven't read enough. But he went down there with the conclusion to set these clone monsters free. Yeah, and I don't know why. Aquaman had them. I know that he's had them. He says, yeah. we've been, I guess they're in some kind of stasis, I suppose. Yeah. He, he specifically said they're being treated with respect, but they're in these bubbles. I don't know why Aquaman was, I'm sure it was in a book that I didn't read. But um, but yeah, Damien says that he wants to set them free because they're his family, which yeah. makes, I mean, they're genetically very much related to him. True, so, yeah. true. I mean, like, all right, well, that makes sense. Well, mm. kind of. It makes sense that you call them family. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me completely. One, that those clone failures are alive. Right. Especially since if you're just going to put them in some kind of stasis anyway. They also look real rough, too. I mean, we've yeah, got, I think we've got are. some two-headed ones and very, They're very pretty. terrible genetic mutations. It's kind of like um, in the scene in Alien Resurrection. I was just thinking that. I was absolutely... <laughs> I was like, it's like with Ripley. She goes and, you know... Yeah, it's kind except, of like that. Except instead of setting them on fire, Damien decides to set them free. But yeah. the thing is, we were even talking before the podcast. I'm like, well, it's, you know, he... He brings them up to the surface with some help of some friendly dolphins, and <laughs> which, is, which was fun. That was cute, and but then he lets him out on the island. You know, you're free and you can go. And they apparently understand him enough to not attack him, and and then they go off into the woods. And I'm like, so they've been living in bubbles all this time, and now they're just going to take care of themselves? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, like, maybe do they know how to forage? Well, it is, depends. Is there on your, one smart enough to make a fire? It depends on your definition of. Like what happens when you clone someone? I personally believe, because I'm going by real world science, that oh, if you okay, okay. if you clone someone, it's a maybe it's genetically identical, but it's not. You can't clone memory. That's a completely different thing. But you know, maybe but in comic the, books you can. Yeah, definitely. And in comic so, books, oftentimes you do. So yes. that must be it that they have enough inborn memory to be able to take care of themselves out in the woods. I guess, but they were they were naked. Yeah, they like, were definitely shambling. Yeah, you know? There's a monster ass shot. Yes, yes, there is. But but he was so deformed, it wasn't gross because you know (laughs) because he's a monster. Because honestly, because we've read Saga, yeah, we've seen way worse. Oh my God, we have. So yeah, but anyway, so but then that made him feel better, I guess. And I, I, and it's all kind of hazy to me as as far as trying to figure out the 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 meaning to it. Um, I mean, if he had to just kind of do something good. Well, that's what he does every night. Yeah. Um, if he had to do something directly related to himself, yeah. um, then I guess, okay, maybe this makes some kind of sense that you have the knowledge that there are these clones of you yeah. that are alive. Yeah. 
Um, and they exist because of your mother, who was, you know, obviously from his nightmares, he has some conflicted feelings yeah. about her. So maybe he's just trying to iron out her mistakes. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's about kind of fixing some of that. Uh, yeah, she she made she made she's a monster who's made monsters. Yeah, and that's, he said that. That's what he says. Yeah. So maybe knowing that those monsters are still in the world, yeah. he can make some kind of penance to to them because of her, because of him mm-hmm. that he feels responsibility for, give them some kind of home. Yeah. It was surprising that they went in this direction. I really thought they were going to talk a little bit more about Bruce's relationship with Damien now that he has these superpowers. The only thing we saw is Bruce is okay with drugging him, so fine. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily thought <laughs> that was really, real. real upset about that. I was that. not, yeah, because <laughs> he takes off and, and Alfred is just like, oh, we don't know where he's going. And Bruce said, no, I know where he's going because what he was drinking in his coffee this morning or whatever was a drug that bonds with his hemoglobin and his DNA and I can track him anywhere. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay, wow. Easy. We put a GPS die that connects to your fucking blood yeah but you know and then i was just like why why would he do that does he and then you were like it's batman yeah, i'm like true. well it's that surprising. is oh, no yeah just that he has trust issues so yeah but i guess that also ties into the fact i mean consciously he will say that he's trying to make sure that damien doesn't do any damage and hurt anybody with news powers but unconsciously he's like terrified of losing yeah, it again he's, so. he's, not, he's not comfortable because clearly if damien went someplace that bruce felt was a danger yeah. even a little yeah batman would stop whatever he's doing yeah and immediately go there but this time at least he let him go because alfred is just like whoa we know where yeah. he is just, just just watch you know if yeah. you have to if you have to be all stalkery about it fine <laughs> but why don't you just let him do what he's going to do for right now so I mean it's 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 definitely uh, an interesting follow up to to his rebirth. Yeah. Uh and I definitely like that they're actually taking the time to deal with the trauma of coming back to life. Yes. And most of we'll definitely see I think um well for the next couple months at least while it's still Batman and Robin uh I think this is a book I'll probably keep kind of going back to. Yeah. And I um, like uh, I like Gleason's art in this one. Yeah. I'm yeah. a fan of his the, art. Uh, Tomasi and Gleason are definitely a good duo. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of worth tuning in for. Yeah. So, uh, so those are just a couple of the books that we got this week. Um, let us know what you've been getting. We want to include your guys's uh, reviews of comic books that you're reading because we can't get to them all, and also we're only kind of reading the ones that we're interested in, which might not cover everything you're interested in. So absolutely, guys, send us uh, a short little review that we'll read on the podcast uh, and give you credit wherever you want credit to go to. Uh, you can let us know through the Facebook, through the Twitter, if you're very brief, uh, Google+. Plus. Uh, we also have Tumblr and Instagram uh, just for following us. But if you really want to put out some some heavy-duty ideas, you can email us at comicissues at gmail.com. The podcast will never be missed if you are subscribed to it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, and some weird German site that It was found. so weird. I'm yeah. like, wow. It's not they haven't translated us into German, but the post is in Probably German. Probably not. So, no, no. That would be fun if somebody did. If, oh, if you want to translate our words into German, I'd love to hear that. That'd be interesting. <laughs> That'd be fun. So, uh, guten Tag yeah. to anyone listening to us in, uh, in Germany. Yeah. Uh, and if you're ha- if you happen to be getting this podcast through some other uh, different uh, avenue than the ones I've mentioned, then let us know because it's always surprising because we we specifically signed up for iTunes and Stitcher and Podbay. 
I don't. I haven't checked with just, Drew. Drew may have done the Pod yeah. Bay one. Yeah. So we just sometimes we just find out we're also in other places, <laughs> like uh, this German one. Yeah, we're also on Rhapsody, but I don't think anyone uses Rhapsody. I no, I don't think so either. So. Uh, so those are all. Uh, ways to get us. You can also go directly to the website. That's www.comic-issues.com for the reviews, for direct download of the podcast, for anything, um, any additional articles we're going to be coming up with about Secret Wars or Convergence or just things we're doing. It all goes there. We are part of the PixelatedGeek.com network full of all kinds of nerdy things, comic books, movies, video games, gadgetry, and more. Uh, Just to let you guys know, of course, our four-year anniversary is on the horizon. We're just weeks away. We really are. a couple are. weeks away. Yeah. Uh, we're putting together what we will be doing, but we will be doing something. So um, the weekend of 10, 9, 8, 7. Oh, shit. I got things going on. Um, <laughs> to the uh, 7th or 8th, uh, we're going to be doing probably some kind of live streaming Hang out uh, with with you guys. Nothing big and fancy quite like the 200th. We just want to be able to celebrate in a new and significant way with you, the audience. So um, once we release information about that, be sure to you know put it down on uh, on your desk calendar. And you know what? And you know what? I've got some dark horse books that I have been staring at for a while, and I'm trying to get rid of. So we're going to give away some dark horse books. We'll, so yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen. That'll be happen. That'll happen. So until next week, everybody. I'm Anthony Sova, Elizabeth Wallace, and good geeking.